congregation lord bless our pastor i pray father for all the time and and uh, everything that he puts into everything that goes on in this church his faithfulness in serving you and bringing us your word each week i just praise you for that thank you god for everyone here and i praise you in jesus name amen greet somebody this morning and say hello and it's good to see you amen Goodness, goodness, goodness. You love the Lord this morning? Are you ready for what he has in store? It's going to be different today. (laughs) If you didn't read the Facebook post this morning, going to be different. Uh, We're going to move on from sick of it, because some of you might have been sick of it. Maybe that's why they didn't come today, but uh, we're going to move on from that. And the title this morning is Awake, O Sleeper. Awake, O sleeper. 
And I'm excited about this and what God is challenging us with. But again, awake, oh sleeper. And this morning, I want to know if you are spiritually asleep. Don't be so quick to answer. Because I feel like we need to wake up. We need to wake up out of our spiritual slumber. And I believe that overall, some Christians, some of us Christians are in a deep sleep right now. And we've got to wake up. It's time to answer the Holy Spirit's wake up call to us. Wake up. And I want to be real. I want to be honest, just like I always am with you guys from up here and out there. I have not led us into the deeper things of God, and I've let fear of man intimidate me instead of the fear of the Lord. So we're not operating as a, as a powerful, spirit-filled church like we should be. And the devil just sits back and laughs at us because we are not operating in the power that God's given us. No demon-possessed person should ever be able to come into this church and feel comfortable enough to walk out of here the same. And some of you guys are like, demon-possessed person? Yeah, it happens. And there have been some come in here. And they should not feel comfortable enough to leave this place still possessed. The power of the Holy Spirit should flood this place so much so that that person wants to be free. But here's the thing. We set the tone for that in our hunger for the things of God before we come in here, when we come in here, and after we leave here. We set the tone for this. Do we desire more of him? Do we desire to see his power on display in our lives and in our church? I hope there were some yeses in there. Do we desire more of him? Do we desire to see his power on display? Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Right? Let me just walk around saying that a little bit and see if I can sense where it's at. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Right? How come I don't always see it? How come we don't always see it? Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Why don't we operate in that freedom? Why are, why are we sometimes so reserved in our worship to the King of kings and Lord of lords? Where the spirit of the Lord is, if we agree that he's in here, then there should be freedom. There should be freedom in your worship. There should be freedom in your praise. There should be freedom in going and giving encouragement to somebody that needs it. There should be freedom in this house. And we can't hold back our praise. I'm seeing people walk in these doors each week, walk out of these doors each week, still oppressed, still down, still hurting. And I know we go through things in life. Believe me, I know. But where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So we have to cast those things on him and walk out of here different. I see demonic influences. I see oppression on people. And they don't even recognize it. I hear of, of Christian marriages that are broken right now because God isn't the center of it. Every time we gather together, we should encounter the Holy Spirit in a powerful way and lives should be changed every Sunday, every Wednesday night, every time we come together, people's lives should be changed. Jesus loved us and he gave his life for us. We've been given a new identity in Jesus. I'm so thankful I'm not the person I used to be. I grew, and I grew up in church and I'm saying that. I'm so thankful that he died for my sins. I'm so thankful for this new identity in him. I've been transferred from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. But some of us are still asleep. If we're 30 years into our relationship with the Lord, we should be more excited than somebody that's one or two or three because I've had 30 years to get to know the goodness of God. Not get lazy. Not get, oh, I'm here again. This is what we do each week. 
I get years and years and years to come to know the Lord more and more. And he knows me more and more. And he, and he showers me with his blessings and he's in my life. And I get to see those things each day and not take them for granted. Ephesians 5.14. I need to do something real quick and I forgot before I get into this. And I need participation. And yes, you're going to have to come up here. And yes, you're going to hold a microphone. And yes, you're going to read the word of God. Fifteen people. Real quick, come up to me. Fifteen that can read and speak on a microphone. Two. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, guys. Word of God. Not yet, not yet. Just look it up and have it ready. This doesn't count against my sermon time because you guys are taking a while. Thank you, thank you. Or some more youth. Ladies, you can do this too. Thank you. One more. Thank you. You guys look those up and have those ready. I told you we're going to do something different today. I'm just trying to be obedient to God, all right? So your directions are look those up, have those ready in a little bit. If you can't find it, ask your neighbor. It will not be on the screen later. So here we go. Ephesians 5, 14 is where we're going to start. For the light makes everything visible. This is why it is said, awake, O sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will give you light. And this verse has been read many, many times throughout history, and people get confused and think that this was written to sinners. It was not for the sinner. It was, Ephesians was not a book written to sinners at all. It was a message to one of the best churches in the New Testament. Yet, the author is saying to them, wake up. Rise from the dead and Christ will give you light. Because they were in this lethargic, lazy condition. I don't ever want to come into this house, and I've done it. I'm guilty, and sit here and just go through the motions. Hey, we're going to sing three and four songs. I'm going to get up there and preach, and everybody's going to go home. We can't do that. We can't afford to do that. God deserves better than that. Amen. Yeah. And these, this church here may have been religious, but they were ungodly, unholy, and worldly. And I'm telling you this morning, it is possible for a good, faithful, loyal church member or attender of this church to sit in here week after week and still be spiritually asleep. Not because it's our fault or God's fault, it's because they chose to just sleep. Some physically. <laughs> I told you guys a story when I was growing up. We had this guy that came for revival that was paralyzed preaching the word of God from the stage, laying in a hospital bed. If you fell asleep, you got a hymnal upside the head. From the stage. Get arrested for that and fired probably for now. <laughs> Each generation of Christians is the seed for the next generation. Now, older ones in this church, I'll put myself in there too, at 33. <laughs> older ones in this church, you are planting a seed into the next generation. If you're a young person, stand up. Eight, 18 and younger, 20 and younger, stand up. Look at that. There's some up in the balcony too. Hang on, hang on. Let's be awkward. Now, adults, you are planting seed in them right now. With your worship, with your Bible reading, with how you're leading your home, you are planting seed in the next generation. What kind of seed are you planting? Right? We are their example. You guys can be seated, thank you. We're their example. When we come in here to church, we're the example for them, not the other way around. We are to sow seed into them and show them this is what it looks like to serve the Lord. This is how you should be enthusiastic about that relationship, relationship with them. This is how you study your word. This is how you pray. We are their example. And Lord, help us if we're a degenerate generation and we're failing them as leaders of them help us lord 
if we're declining, if we're deteriorating, if we're lacking character, if we're lazy in front of them. We need to show them how to enthusiastically serve the Lord with a passion and a fire that cannot be contained. I just told them this morning, worship like you did at camp. You know why some of them don't? Because you don't. And they feel awkward. And I'm trying to get them past that to say, don't worry about who's around you. It's an audience of one. When they can get bold and courageous, it's probably the day that we all get bold and courageous in the Lord. Enthusiastically show them how to serve the Lord. You know, are we leading them well with our example? Everybody ask yourself this. Am I leading the youth well with my example in the church, in my home, or am I feeding them right into the mouth of Satan so he can chew them up and spit them out? If you're not leading well in the church house and in your families, you're, you're just feeding them to the enemy. Don't wonder why they went astray. Don't wonder why they quit doing, you know, serving the Lord and started doing this and that. Lead well. Lead well. Don't just give them to the enemy. Protect them. Show them the ways of the Lord. Amen? Amen. All of us in this church and those of you guys that are watching online right now, we need the mighty power of the Holy Spirit every single day. Every minute of every day. You've seen the mean, I need the Holy Spirit when I go to Walmart. Right? We need him to lead us when we gather together as a family in here and as a family at home. Ephesians 5.18, be filled with the Holy Spirit. This one's not going to be up there, Zechariah 4.6. Not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. And we say we're praying for revival, but God is not going to send us any kind of revival without our sincere and wholehearted cooperation with him. Wake up, O sleepers. There are certain things God has commanded us to do and he will not do them for us. We need to shred, to shed the grave clothes that are on our churches today just like Lazarus did. They need to come off of us. God doesn't want our meaningless rituals and uninspired worship. He doesn't celebrate our laziness and seeking him through his word. He doesn't want our half-hearted surrender. He wants complete surrender to us, to him. He wants all of our worship. We were created to worship and bring him glory. We have to get it way down in here as we cry out, Holy Spirit, we want you. And nothing else. Give us zeal. Give us excitement. Let us serve you with a passion that people see. Think about the potential of a fully awakened church here at Orchardville. I'm not talking about a bunch of people. I'm talking about people that are awakened to the Holy Spirit and the things of God. Think about that. There were just 120 members in the original church in Acts, right? But you know what they were doing as they came together? Not sitting all grumpy. Not wishing the worship would be over. Not hoping Rick preaches the right message for them in that moment. They were calling out to God for his spirit in a 10-day nonstop prayer service. And they were studying the word. They were singing out their praise and their worship to God and they just tarried until the Holy Spirit came. And guess what? God answered their prayer in Acts 2. The Holy Spirit came in power and their church of 120 exploded into a church of well over 3,000 in an instant because the power of God fell in that place. My 15 people, come on up here. I already told security so they will not tackle you. Any other time you try to come at me, you better watch out. We're going to just get a little glimpse of what was going on that day. All right? I'm not going to keep you here for 10 days. Okay? 
So here we go. Who has my first one? It says first on it. And somebody should have my last, so you know. John three sixteen. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him would not perish but have eternal life. Hand it on down. Let's keep it rolling. Who's got last one? Let's put you on the end there. Philippians 4, 6-7. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and your minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Hang on. This is the word of God, right? Let's read it like we believe it, okay? Down inside, let it come out. Because people out here need some of this stuff that we're going to read to you. Right now, right here, right now, in this moment, somebody needs what we're about to read. Okay? Bring it. Philippians 2, 3 through 4. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out for only your own interests, but take an interest in others too. Ephesians 3.20. Now to him who is able to do above and beyond all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. Amen. Romans 8.38-39. For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created things shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Psalm 34, yeah, Psalm 34, 4 through 5 and 8. I sought the Lord and He answered me. He delivered me from all of my fears. Those who look to Him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Amen. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Amen, amen, amen. Deuteronomy 31.6. Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Amen. 2 Chronicles 7.14 Then if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sins and restore their land. Yes. 1 Peter 5, 6-7 So humble yourself under the mighty power of God and at the right time He will lift you in honor. Give all your worries and cares to God for He cares about you. John 16, 33. I have told you all this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth you will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Yes. Isaiah 41, 10. Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Somebody here needs to hear this. Mm -hmm. Don't be afraid, for I am with you. Don't be discouraged, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will hold you up with my victorious right hand. Amen. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Joshua 1, 9. Have I not commanded you, be strong of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Amen. Romans 15, 13. I pray that God, the source of hope, will fill you completely with joy and peace because you trust in him. Then you will overflow with confident hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. Revelation 21, 4. He will wipe every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death or sorrow or crying or pain. All these things are gone forever. Amen. Thank you, guys. Thank you, thank you. Amen, amen, amen. That's the word of God. The word of God.
I'll pray one of those scriptures encourage you this morning. Now, we're not done being off the cuff here a little bit. I want you all to stand this morning. <laughs> we're not done. So don't think this is it. I'm wrapping up. Now, they were studying the scripture, the, the word. Okay? They were praising and worshiping. They were praying. We're going to praise and worship. And we're going to do it without a band. We have one of the best praise and worship ministries around. But we can worship the Lord without it. And I'm not trying to say that as anything negative, like we don't need them. We do, and they usher in God's presence every week. But there are moments where you don't have the band with you. And you need to be able to praise and worship the Lord. No matter what's going on, no matter what's coming up in life, you need to. So we're going we're gonna to praise him. How many know who God is? All the names that you can name about him and who he is and what Jesus did for us. We're going to praise and we're going to worship and we're going to do it for five minutes. Okay. And already some of you are like, he is ridiculous. I already saw it on faces and eyeballs. But I'm telling you, as a church, we need to get these things down in us. The word is important. The praise and the worship is important. Praying and talking to God is important. And it is what will usher in the next great big move of God in this place. So we're going to praise and we're going to worship. And we're not going to do it like this. I want you to be vocal. I want to let, don't hold, there's a song. I'm not going to hold back my praise. I got to let it out. So you just start thinking about who God is, what Jesus has done for you, how many times you've seen him move in your life, and you just start praising and worshiping him, okay? And I'll let you know when we're done. Fair? Don't stop. It's just five minutes with the Lord, not 10 days. Push through, all right? Just worship him, praise him, magnify him. Here, here we go. Let's go. Come on, be vocal. Don't let it back. Lifting your voices, praise and worship him right now, church. Lift your voices to him in worship and praise. Father, I thank you for who you are. Thank you for sending your son Jesus to die on the cross for someone like me. Lord, somebody that was just messed up, Father, that didn't understand your love for so many years, God. I just thank you for it, that you, you kept chasing after me, God. You kept pursuing me, God, even though I was ignoring you, Father, even though I wasn't paying much attention to you, God, you still sought me, God. And Lord, I praise you for taking me out of that pit of depression, Father, and oppression, and, and Father, feeling like I was all alone, Father, you showed me that you loved me, God, that you cared for me. Lord, I just praise you right now for, for the love that you shower on me each day, God. Lord, for the way you protect me and you carry me and you help me through circumstances each day, God. Lord, I thank you for my wife. Lord, I just thank you for her right now, the blessing that she is, God. And I just praise you and I thank you for putting her in my life, God, my soulmate, Father. Lord, I praise you for that. I thank you for it right now, God, that she is such a blessing to me. Father, I thank you for my kids, Lord, that you blessed me with, God. Lord, I thank you for Jackson. I thank you for Brylin, God, and what an impact 
they have on people, God. I thank you for what a blessing that they are, God, that, that Lord, I, I was able to be with my boy for the 17 years, God. I praise you and I thank you for that, Lord. I thank you for salvation that he found in you, God, and now he's with you celebrating, Lord God, on the streets of gold. Lord, I thank you for the light that he shined. Lord, I thank you for my daughter, Father, I thank you for her strong will because I know, Father, that's going to be used for your kingdom, God. And I don't know what the plans you, that you have for her are, God, but I know they are going to be great. And Lord, I thank you for her. I thank you for how she cares for young children, God, and you've instilled that quality in her, God. Lord, I thank you for the joy that she has in her life and in her heart, Father. And Lord, I just pray right now that you can just continue work in her, her life, God. And Lord, thank you for the blessing that she is, Father. Thank you for this church. Father, thank you for who you are, God, in the, in the hearts of these people of this church. And Father, all the love and the care that they pour out. And Father, I just thank you for what you're doing in this house, God. I thank you for sustaining us, God. I thank you for your faithfulness through hard times, God, and the good times. Lord, I thank you that your hand has never left this building. And Father, I thank you for the blessings that you pour out on it and the people, Father. And Lord, I just lift you up right now and I praise you. You are so great. You are so holy. You are so mighty. And Father, just the, the way you touch people's lives and Father, you pull them from darkness, from the, from the deepest pits, Father. You pull people up and you restore them and bring them into the light, God, of who you are. And Lord, they can have new life in you, new creation in you, Father, because you've called them out of that, God. And we just praise you in this place. We glorify you. And Father, we can't say it enough. You are holy. You are holy. You are holy holy and we worship you we praise you we lift up your name god we lift up your name just as the angels are singing holy 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 is the lord god almighty lord we just praise you in here right now god and we thank you we thank you for your love we thank you for your love god I, lord we thank you for who you are we praise you in this place we praise you in this place god we worship you Name above all names, God. Every knee is going to bow. Every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. And we praise you. We worship you. We lift you up. We magnify you. We love you in this place, God. We love you in this place, Father. Have your way in this place, Father. Have your way in this place and in our hearts, God. We praise you. We worship you. We lift you up, God. We lift you up. We lift you up. We lift you up in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I'm going to say something here in love that some of you found it difficult to praise the Lord for five minutes. And with that, make sure in our praise and worship time, it's not about the music, it's about the king. Five minutes seem like eternity, but one day when we see Jesus face to face, we're gonna worship him all the time. Day and night, night and day. We're going to praise him. We're going to worship him. I'm going to have us sing something, and I'm, I'm no one to pick a key, so Carlin, help me out, Justine. I just want to sing that holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, worthy is the Lamb, worthy is the Lamb. For you are holy. Just that part over and over. I will attempt it. <laughs> Are you ready? You guys join in with me and then find me my key. Yes. Holy are you, Lord God Almighty. Worthy is the Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. You are holy. Holy are you, Lord God Almighty, worthy 
Lamb. Worthy is the Lamb. For you are holy. Holy. Just keep singing it out, church. Lift up his name. Keep it going. Lift your voices. Some of you still aren't lifting them. Lift your voice in spite of the pain you're in right now. Sing it out, youth group. I heard you guys this week. Sing it out. Last time, let's sing it. I just want to take a few more minutes right here. I'm just being obedient to the Lord, so if you don't like it, take it up with Him. But I want us to pray just for three minutes. We gave praise, we gave worship, but now I want us to pray. Some of you already know your needs, you already know what's going on in your life, you just need to pray and talk to God about it. Some of you in here need to repent because so far in this service you're realizing you haven't been with the Lord like you needed to be. So there's repentance. We should be able to, to do that in the church house. Turn away from things and admit, God, I'm, I've messed up. I'm in a place right now where I'm messed up. And we need to repent from things. So we're just going to take a few minutes just to pray. Whatever God lays on your heart, if you have unsaved family members and friends, pray about them. If you have trouble right now in your marriage, you grab your spouse by the hand and you start praying and let God intercede on your behalf. Let God move in the midst of that marriage. Whatever it is right now, take it to the Lord just for a few minutes and pray and pray. And make sure, remember, as we come to him, we magnify him, we praise him, and then we make sure our hearts are pure as we approach him to ask for things and petition and supplication. We, we, we talk to God with a pure heart. So right now, just for a few minutes, let's pray again. Make those prayers vocal. If it's somebody that you need to pray with in the church, go to them and pray. If you feel led to go pray with somebody, go to them and pray. Pour into each other this morning for just a few minutes. Here we go. Let your prayers be made known. Don't be shy. Don't be bashful. Just pray. Pray, pray, pray.
great thing about God, even in the moments where we don't know what to pray, and we can't even get the words out, he knows our hearts. You guys can be seated for just a few minutes. We have the Holy Spirit within us, right? He's within us. The question is, does he have us? Are we yielding ourselves to him in complete surrender and submission? If we were, all of us, this building wouldn't be big enough to contain all the people that would be coming to Jesus. We would be converting new disciples right and left if the Holy Spirit truly has us. And he's given us a wake-up call this morning. And will we answer that? Will we wake up from our spiritual slumber? But we, and, I've, and I've mentioned this a lot, and I feel like it's because God is trying to let us know what needs to happen. We have got to be a holy people. We have got to get things right in our lives and our hearts for revival to break out. Purifying our hearts. If there's sin in the camp, in your home, in your life, in your relationships, you need to address it. Revival is not just for the church. It starts with individuals. It starts within ourselves. And if we have sin in our life, we need to confess it. James 5, 16, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. We should be able to do this in the church house without fear of shame or fear of judgment or fear of gossip. We should be able to hold each other accountable. And I have down here in my notes to ask if anybody wants to stand and confess blatant sin that you know you're doing in your life right now. And I thought, that's a bit forward, God. But where the Spirit of the Lord is, he said there's freedom. So if there's anybody in here, I'm, I'm going to throw it out, that just wants to confess sin in your life right now, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom and forgiveness and restoration. Amen. Thank you. Anybody else should be able to confess it. And without faith in God, we can't live in holiness. Appreciate that, brother. Jesus has conquered sin and death. And we live, you know, as, as we confess our sins to him and ask for forgiveness and have him live in our life and our hearts, we have the Holy Spirit power within us to resist anything the enemy throws at us. Any trap he tries to lay for us, we can overcome. And faith in Jesus cleanses our hearts and it helps us in our prayers. And again, we need to wake up also and, and realize how urgent it is that we share the gospel. That we share the gospel with people. You know, a question is, are you ashamed to share the gospel of Jesus? And if you say no, then I say, why aren't we doing it? We. Romans 1.16, for I am not ashamed of this good news about Christ. It is the power of God at work, saving everyone who believes, the Jew first and also the Gentile. A spiritually awake church is a church that is advancing the gospel of Jesus. 
we cannot be content with empty seats every week. I believe, if they could, if they are, that people in heaven and people in the pits of hell right now are shouting, please tell everyone about Jesus and the hope that they can have in this life and how they can spend eternity in heaven. I believe both places, if they could, would shout that out. Please, please tell people about Jesus. For praise team would come back up. And I think, too, that if we're going to have an urgency to share the gospel, then we need to have some fluency in the gospel. We have to hunger to read it. We have to want to study it. We have to want to apply it. We need to share it with people with clarity. It's not complicated. The gospel is simple. But we need to do it with clarity. We need to do it with courage and with compassion. Because lost people are headed to hell. And when the word of God and the Holy Spirit come together, there will be the biggest move of God that we have ever seen. And I know, I know, and I've shared this, I've shared what God's put on my heart, that God wants to do a new, fresh, powerful work here in our church. I don't want to live off of 40 years ago, 30 years ago, last week, fresh work that God wants to do in our church. Giving us a new container for his glory. In the last days, God says, Acts 2.17, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy, your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. Those of us in here watching online, anybody that hears this message from this day forward, if you will truly hunger after more of God, you will be filled. You will. And those who are content with how things are in their lives, you will never be satisfied. God wants to share his heart. And guess who he chooses to do that with? Us. Us. His creation. Isaiah 43, 19, from about to do something new. See, I've already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. For this new thing, this new season to happen in Orchardville Church, we must be led by the Holy Spirit. Not tradition, not man, not the old ways, not old thinking, but by my spirit, says the Lord. In Habakkuk 3.2, Lord, I have heard of your fame. I stand in awe of your deeds, Lord. Repeat them in our day. In our time, make them known. We've got to wake up. We've got to wake up. There's more. There's more. There's more. There's more that God wants to do. The last scripture I want to share, Joel 2.1, if you'll stand this morning. Blow the trumpet in Zion, sound the alarm on my holy hill. Let all who live in and the land tremble for the day of the Lord is coming. Wake up, O sleepers. Wake up, O sleepers. Wake up, O sleepers. Devote and surrender your lives to the Lord. I'm going to open up the altars. I know we've prayed. I know we've worshiped double this morning. But I want to give a chance for people to respond to the wake-up call. I want to give people a chance to say, I have spiritually been asleep to the things of God, and I want to be used for His glory. I want to be able to minister to people throughout my week, and it has to come by the Holy Spirit flowing out of me. So this morning, we're going to come to this altar, and we're going to say, Lord, I surrender. I devote myself to you, Lord. Thank you for waking me up this morning, not physically, but in my spiritual mind and in my heart. Spiritually, God, thank you for waking me up to you today. Fill me up today. Fill me to overflowing with your Holy Spirit so I can only, not only have you minister to myself, but I can go outside of here and minister to others because the needs are urgent. So as they sing, I'm gonna open up the altars. If you just want more, you're spiritually awake today, come. 
Spend time with the Lord. Ask him to fill you up. We praise you, we worship you right now, God. We worship you in Jesus' name.